Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol is the executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Carol is indeed a nationally known gerontologist, graduate of Trinity University and the University of the Incarnate Word, where she got her master's in gerontology. And as you've often said, you can stop a conversation at any cocktail party when someone says, Carol, what do you do? That's right. Eyes glaze over. People walk away. I can't even get jury duty when they ask me what I do. Gerontologists, they rule you out. They're like, I don't know what that, the lesson said, I don't know what that is. Next. And as many of you know, she also was named a influencer in aging by PBS and Next Avenue. That was pretty impressive. Only 50 people a year. Only 50 people a year, so I'm always in good company. That's neat. <laughs> and in your role at the WellMed Charitable Foundation, you just put on a wonderful caregiver summit in San Antonio. Well, you know, we are so fortunate to be able to bring in, you know, some of the best speakers. Uh, and a lot of times they started out right here on Caregiver SOS on air. So, um, you know, check out the Caregiver SOS website and you will eventually see the the best of all of the the speeches we had Sheila Warnock talking about forming care you know circles or care groups um from her experience with cancer share the care share the care yes and then um Tam Cummings if you ever want to know about dementia Tam is the go-to person so you know great speakers and then of course our own um Dr. Oaks talking about Really, what we talk about here every week, the health of the caregiver, you know, how do you take care of yourself and and do the good work that you want to do with your loved ones. And that is a great segue into our very special guest who is with us here (laughs) with an absolutely gorgeous smile. Carol Hollins is a mother, a caregiver, and has struggled with caregiving for quite a while. She'll talk about that. She also works for NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness and works in their volunteer education program, trying to get folks across this community and elsewhere uh, to understand uh, there shouldn't be a stigma attached to mental illness and trying to provide help for people to find the services that they need. Right. But we thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for having me today. And you are so right, uh, Ron, about uh, what we do. It's such a great cause. And uh, I fell in love with the organization seven years ago. Of course, I, you know, wish that it didn't have to be at the time because of the situation that did, you know, uh, draw my husband and I to the organization. But NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, as you mentioned, and it's the largest grassroots mental health organization in the nation. And uh, primarily, we provide education for uh Caregivers of those, the caregivers of loved ones who are, uh, you know, who have a mental wellness situation. Well, I want to talk about that for a moment because nobody chooses to be a caregiver. Exactly. And in your case, uh, your daughter uh, develops uh, mental illness, and you're thrown right into trying to provide help for her 
Uh, tell us how that happened and what's that been like? Well, it's been, uh, I often uh, refer to it as a roller coaster ride because my daughter, uh, at the age of 34, was a very accomplished individual and was busily working on her Ph.D., and uh, she had gone up t- over to uh, Arizona to complete her residency. And while she was there, uh, something happened. We don't know. We were not with her. But by the time she got back home, she was not the same. That was in March of 2012. And um, she hasn't been the same. Well, she was exhibiting this strange type of euphoria. You know, there was a happiness that was just not... Right. And I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew as a mom something was not right. And so we did, uh, my husband and I made certain we got her to the uh, emergency room, and that's where eventually the diagnosis was was, uh, determined. What was the diagnosis? Uh, Bipolar 2. And um, unfortunately, I don't know if you guys are familiar with... um, the terminology anaxonosia? No. Okay, that's a term that means someone with a mental condition really does not have the capability to accept the fact that they're ill, and that's her. So for seven years, she's been in the same boat. You know, she just she was, and I say that she hasn't said this, but as her mom, I think that she had done so well that it's just tough for her. She's not ever going to say, you know, that she is disabled. And, uh, but there's a real term for it. It's called anaxonosia. And is she able to care for herself? She does. She lives alone. Fortunately, um, we were able to provide uh, a a place for her to live, but she has not been able to uh, get back to work yet. And so, She's totally dependent on us. So one of the issues with people who are not able to acknowledge, you know, the illness that they have, you know, the same would be said for someone with Alzheimer's, that they yes. don't they, they don't know right. that they're not well most right. of the time. Um, are, you know, do, do they, it's pretty typical for someone to resist any kind of therapy or medications or mm-hmm. is resistance part of the you know to any kind if you, if you don't know you need a treatment is resistance you know part of this roller coaster ride that's definitely a uh, true uh carol but even before we knew there was a problem you know developing she's never been one to to want to take meds so after she became ill she certainly didn't care to have any meds she didn't feel like she needs any and, and would there be meds if she took them that could oh be, absolutely that could be helpful absolutely yeah very much so but uh, we've been going down this path now for seven years and what i do is just pray to god every day that you know He's going to one day touch her mind. And but you've been a caregiver n- not just for your daughter. Oh, no, no, no. My mother passed away from colon cancer about 18 years ago, and she had taken care of a brother who uh, had been diagnosed with schizophrenia since age 15. He's now 63, and my uh, husband and I take care of him. What is that like? Uh, for him, it's much easier than caring for my daughter because about eight years ago, his um, psychologist prescribed uh, a monthly injection 
that has kept him stable for the last eight years. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, it is wonderful. So he's doing very, very well. Now hold that thought. For folks who've just joined us, I want to remind you, you are listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and our very special guest today is Carol Hollins. She works at NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, also cares for her daughter who struggles with a mental illness, and her uncle? Brother. Your brother. My brother. Your brother, Mm -hmm. who has uh, schizophrenia. Yes. uh, But is now being treated medically, which works pretty well. It works very well. And another thing that helped him so much, and I will tell anyone this, we got him a little chihuahua. And that chihuahua has changed his life. I mean, they're best friends. They, they're they inseparable. So actually, he's become a, a, a very good emotional support. Those of us who love German shepherds call those ankle biters. Well, <laughs> well you know, but th- those of us who who travel a lot with all the support animals, you know, every once in a while a chihuahua would not be a bad seat companion. Yeah. So you <laughs> sat next to Bigger? <laughs> no, you know, I you know every time I see someone with this with a support animal, I really do think about the what you know what was the path. Um, that led them to to need that support animal, right. and in most cases, you know, this is somebody that this is an animal. It's it's comforting them, right. and so you know they have some anxiety right. of some sort. And you know, my heart goes out, you know, to to anyone that is suffering like that. My mother suffered from anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, even before she developed Alzheimer's. Her whole life, I think we didn't realize how bad the anxiety was until we started going through her newspaper clippings and things she had mm-hmm. saved, you know, to kind of um, help keep her on track. And so just, you know, thinking about you and, and your experience, I always think that we are in the dark ages when it comes to mental health. Oh, yeah, absolutely so. So we've still got a long way to go. I am very happy, though, to see here recently, you know, you can barely turn the television on any station and not hear someone speaking to mental wellness now, to, to mental illness situations. So, well, I noticed that you see, I've heard you say mental wellness several times. It's and so because, I'm sure that I'm not saying it correctly. We're not saying it correctly. Yeah. The mental wellness, we don't, you know, illness, yeah. it's, yeah. We're trying to change that terminology. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing. I think eventually you're not going to hear the word stigma very much more. We're trying to change that terminology as well because so many people think of it in a negative connotation. Right. And it has been utilized, you know, negatively, stigma, the word stigma. But I just, we work, my husband and I work very hard uh, to convince our church to establish a mental wellness ministry after we got involved with NAMI seven years ago, and they have just come to the plate like you would not believe, our ministry is growing in leaps and bounds. So, what do you do? We ch- well, there are several things that we do. Nami offers several programs. Uh, my husband and I are f- what's called family to family teachers. That's one of the programs. So, we teach that program at the church. They have given us a training room, and you know that was a twelve week course, and. Um, the the graduates from that course just oh my goodness at the end of classes they tell us oh my goodness where have you been they make comments like that we didn't know because we teach them not only self-care 
but how to better understand their loved one uh, so that they will be better able to take care of them. Well, as you know, the numbers of people in Bear County who have or will have a mental illness, it's a huge number, one in five. One in five. That's right. That Very is true. big number. And, and Children, in your case, you, you know, you, you won the lottery. I you, won the you lottery. You got more than just one. But, you know, the good thing about this uh, involvement has been we've been able to help others identify what they've not seen you know, in their families and even in our own families, my husband and mine, we know that there's an awful lot of mental illness out there. What are there. you seeing that you didn't uh, signs see and, Signs and symptoms that uh, we just didn't, we weren't paying attention to, you know. Uh, well, the anxiety, you know, excessive anxiety, uh, trouble sleeping, uh, withdrawal from family sometimes by, by other members. There's lots of Lots of things that you pay, that we pay attention to now that we never would have uh, before. And the next step would be then how do you intervene and reach out and help them? And we'll find out about that in just a minute. You're listening okay. to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host Carol Zerniel is here, and we're talking with Carol Hollins, a very powerful story about caring for her brother, for her daughter and dealing uh, on a professional level with NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and she knows a lot about it all. <laughs> You're listening to us at 930 AM, The Answer. At WellMed, we care about you. It shows in the way we take the time to get to know you, your history, your health goals, and everything that makes you, you. We'll help you feel your best through proven industry-leading care and advanced technology. We always strive to give you our full attention and deepest respect. Medicare annual enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. Pick a plan that gives you access to WellMed doctors. Visit WellMedFindADoctor.com or call 844-439-7517. We are rocking right along, continuing talk during that commercial break. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is here, and we're talking with Carol Hollins, uh, who is both a mother and a caregiver for her daughter and her brother, and we're talking with her about her work at NAMI as well, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And you started to tell us uh, off the air, and I said, no, 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 wait, tell us on the air about some of the symptoms you see uh, in your daughter, because Carol asked an important question. Would she be upset if she heard you on the radio talking about her? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that's so different about her now, she was she was such an extrovert before, very involved in the community, you know, with her sorority uh, group and at church and, you know, just all over. And she has withdrawn from everything. As a matter of fact, I think I'm the only person right now that uh, she's even talking to. And that's tough to see, you know. When I see my daughter, it's just uh, it's heartbreaking because I know what I have to remember, though, what I am witnessing is that's still my daughter, but it's the mental condition that, you know, we're having to deal with. So what I say a lot, uh, Ron and Carol, is that, you know, I'm just so grateful to God that we've learned how to accept this new normal is what I call it, Mm -hmm. because I'm afraid that um, we, we probably will not ever see her the way she used to be, especially with her not 
acknowledging, you know, that she's ill and accepting meds right now. But I'd love to have her back. Well, I think that for a lot of caregivers, I mean, what you just described, acceptance, that's a very um, advanced step. It, it takes really a, is. It takes a long time and a lot of effort to let go of, A, maybe the way she used to be. Right. Um, and B, you know, the... The frustration, all the all the behaviors, right. you know, that were so difficult right. to deal with, and get to a place and say, "This is the new normal." It is the new normal, Carol. And what I, what we, my husband and I say too, is that um, what we've learned to do is try and meet her where she is, not change her. You know, if if she's at a certain place today then we're not trying to convince her you shouldn't be there, you shouldn't say that, you shouldn't do this. That doesn't happen. Uh, And we're better by doing that. We've learned to communicate with her better. I say we, it's primarily me. But uh, we can communicate with her better because she feels heard. If I acknowledge, and Nami taught me this, Nami taught us this, you know, if I can acknowledge her value and help her to realize that w- that I still realize, my husband still realizes that she's human. She may have a condition, but she's still our child, and uh, we treat her as such. It's interesting, the, the parallel with people with dementia, meeting them where they are. Well, and, you know, this is, uh, dementia is, is another pathological, a pathology of the brain changing. And most mental challenges, you know, are a result of some sort of chemical imbalance in the brain. Right. We don't, you know, we don't choose it. Um, you know, I'm curious, you talked about how you're the only one that communicates really with your daughter. You know, what about the, and you talked about acceptance. What about other family and friends? You know, do they, have they gotten to a place of acceptance when this all happened? Was it, you know, what was the reaction? Because there is a lot of, uh, dis, uh, you know, misinformation about That's mental right. challenges. That's right. It was uh, very difficult for a few of our family members to really accept what was going on. You know, they th- a lot of people think, you know, just pick up your bootstraps yes. and get Snap moving. Out of yeah, Snap you out can of do it. this, you know. Uh, remember how you used to be? You can still do it. Well, that's not, that's just not true. You know, when that happens, when that chemical imbalance happens, you, you, you it's just not in their control. But uh, today, I think most of our family members, it's been seven years now, have come to the point of acceptance. And uh, we're all trying to learn what our coping strategies need to be, uh, not only for dealing with her, but to even help ourselves, you know, because at one point I was a wreck. I couldn't sleep. You know, I couldn't think. Uh, I just didn't know what to do. But uh, thank goodness for NAMI. That's much better. Sounds like depression. Well, yeah, probably. I didn't call it that. Maybe I had a taste. Well, you had good reason to be depressed. (laughs) But it was was a tough period. I shouldn't say was because it still is. Well, you know, you talked about, again, the roller coaster ride, and you didn't buy a ticket to get on the roller coaster in the first place. Um, what, What is that like to have your life interrupted all of a sudden if, you know, somebody's hospitalized or they're in a crisis situation, come over right now? You know, maybe that's settled down, but it, it must have been at some point. 
It was rough. It was very, very rough. And um, I retired from Southwestern Bell Telephone Company 19 years ago. And so at this point of of our lives, my husband and I thought we'd be out on some beach, you know, laid out and enjoying, you know, sipping on coconuts and (laughs) coconut oil, not oil. Don't drink the oil. Don't drink the oil. Don't drink the oil. Don't drink the oil. (laughs) But our lives have dramatically changed because uh, we have this responsibility now. But we willingly accept it. I mean, what do you do? I'm a mom, you know, and he is my brother. And on my mom's deathbed, I promised her that uh, I would take care of him just as well as uh, she did. And uh, I I think she went on to glory comfortable with that. And the same with your daughter. Yes. How has your husband reacted to all this? Uh, Very supportive. I could not do what I do without him. I really could not. And uh, we've been volunteer teachers, I mentioned, for seven years, but just uh, 60 days ago was when NAMI hired me to work on staff. And so now I enjoy my new role so much as uh, education program coordinator so that we can establish uh, classes all over San Antonio and help people. So thanks to your daughter, this has become your new life. It's my new life because of the experience with her. That's really, I never thought about that, but it's true. So there's been, that's the great blessing, I guess, in, you know, handling all this. It's been both a curse and a blessing. So, but I always ask myself, I always ask God, please, when I'm going through a tough time, help me not to miss the lesson. You know, I, I, I can get through this if you just help me understand on the other side of it why I had to do this. What, what's the purpose? But I feel 100% certain that God has purposed us to do this work in San Antonio. And so it's easy. Nope. Love it. Well, what would you, somebody that's somebody's listening to the show right now that's thinking, wow, I think that's me. I think that's my family. That's someone I know. What would you say is the first step? for a family member who suddenly realizes that we're really dealing with a mental wellness challenge? I think the, the one of the first steps anyway would be to go to our website, you know, which is uh, NAMI.org, where there are so many resources there. We want to be contacted. We want you to let us know that you need help so that we can make a decision on which program would best fit your situation in addition to making certain that you see a a psychiatrist or psychologist because now that's one thing uh, I should make that disclaimer we are only a resource person for education and support and advocacy and raising awareness but we're not doctors we're not psychologists and so I can't recommend a medication that you should take that kind of thing now is is it your experience that health insurance covers the some of these treatments if you're for your family member who has the mental illness some but the mental health system is a rough system to work through and and so the parody that we heard about several years ago and how everything's all the same now is maybe doesn't feel the same (laughs) when you're actually paying the bills (laughs) absolutely not so you know, and I, I don't, I don't care to try and throw any particular, you know, insurance company or whatever under the bus. I don't want to do that. I'm just telling you, it's there's still more work to be done. And your daughter's at an age where, 
uh, technically she needs her own insurance. She does. She doesn't have it. She does not have it yet. But that that is partly, though, because of her non-acceptance of her illness and not seeking help. I well, think she could get SSI. Yeah, she could. She really could. I know that. But well, and I, I've known people that have, I mean, literally have gone on for decades without ever applying SSI yeah, because of the same issue. Well, yeah. it's a stigma, too. It is stigma. She's well, not. She it just, shouldn't be, but it is. She won't do it. Now, compared to my brother, he receives SSI. Social Security Supplemental Income, income. for those who cannot work. Right. And so in his case, uh, we've been helped tremendously, and that takes care of this monthly injection that he needs to have that he's become stable on, uh, you know, for the last eight years. So in his case, no, no problems. Thank you so much for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. For Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. We thank you for listening, and you can catch us Saturdays at 7 a.m. and Sundays at noon on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, and podcasts of all of our shows are available as well. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. At WellMed, we care about you. It shows in the way we take the time to get to know you, your history, your health goals, and everything that makes you, you. We'll help you feel your best through proven industry-leading care and advanced technology. We always strive to give you our full attention and deepest respect. Medicare annual enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. Pick a plan that gives you access to WellMed doctors. Visit WellMedFindADoctor.com or call 844-439-7517. 